You're listening to episode number 334 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. And get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360 Vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen. We'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? Want to gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road I think probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Did you ever get around to watching the Tiger King? Uh, I watched the first episode. And that was enough. That you was you enough couldn't to, get any to farther. Inform you, you didn't need Tony's, Tony's one of those. Just like, no, no, this is just no. Nah. You know, the worst part is, I saw something. I, I saw the cutest meme floating around on either Twitter or Facebook, and it was just a two-square comic. And the first square is something along the lines of, uh, you know, like the caption above it. So, so what you're looking at is you're looking at this guy sitting on a sitting in like in a recliner watching TV. And in the first square, the title is something along the lines of, I don't totally get what this shows or what the hype is about this show. And then the second square is last episode. And he's holding like a like a pennant that you would hold it at a baseball game. Right. And he's just and it just screams damn Carol Baskin (laughs) (laughs) and he's all decked out and (laughs) Baskin did it, you know, or something along those lines. So, so my, uh, the one thing that I have been told about this show is, is that you really do need to power through the first couple of episodes because it just gets, you know, crazier and crazier with each episode. And you don't think that it could get any crazier than the previous episode. And yet somehow it does. Oh no, that's, and I've said that from the, from day one, like the first time we were watching it, it's like, okay, this can't get any weirder. And then it does. And then it does. It just keeps going on to the point where you're like, this just cannot be real. Like you're waiting at the end for there to be this, like the, um, like Blair Witch Project. So I don't know if I'm dating myself, but when that first came out, you know, it was billed as this was like a documentary. They found this footage and all of this and you get to the end of it and you're like, okay, no, it was, it it was a film. Like they scammed this whole thing. So you're kind of getting to the end of Tiger King and you're going to find out, no, this was just like a farce film. Like, like somebody did this as a, as a joke, as a laugh. Um, but no, no, it's real. Yeah. Uh, It's crazy. Hey, listen, one of the things that I know when we, and I don't know, Mark, if you spend any time even looking at it, but my understanding is, although Amazon doesn't tell you who bought stuff, you can see the things that have been purchased by folks that go to the 
the the website, click on the Amazon banner and then buy stuff off from Amazon. And, and if the answer is no, well, then edit this. And that's terribly embarrassing. But have you seen <laughs> that's staying in now? No, have you so. seen any uptick in barware being purchased off from Amazon, whether it be glasses or shakers or, you know, shot glasses or anything of that nature. Now, I know that you can see those things. I don't pay attention <laughs> Mark to Dever them. Mark Dever looks. So got I, it. I, I got know. it. So now he's got homework. He'll have to go check. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I, I, at the end of the day, I don't really well, care, but I'm, I'm hoping that we're, you know, we've got a, a, a friend of the podcast by the name of um, Ken Douglas, who said that he isn't much of a cocktail guy but because of these drinks that we've been these 360 vegas cocktails that we've been putting out every week he's starting to get into it a little bit more and i'm just wondering if i'm, I'm kind of hoping that folks are slowly starting to go to amazon and, and upgrade their barware but i would be remiss if i didn't thank chris from the faces and aces las vegas podcast for very generously photo editing a pick'em poker yeah. logo and turning it into the pick'em Patreon uh, image that I'm going to use for uh, folks like today's we did one and uh, uh, Tom had wanted a I wouldn't call it a stump the chump sort of challenge but a, hey Tony I you know I really <laughs> like vodka I really like chump. lemons but I don't like anything super sweet any ideas of what we could do with it so uh, we pushed that out today and in the videos I've been sharing with folks you know the different types of uh, equipment that they may want to buy to make their their cocktailing a little bit more high end and a little bit more um, fun to do. But by the way, I have in front of me a drink that uh, our buddy Magnus suggested, which is a three parts gin, one part vodka and a, and a half part uh, Bianco oh, vermouth. Lord. And it is delicious. And I am going to be on my ass by the end of this podcast. So yeah, I, I would say so. My God, <laughs> you guys are ready to jump into the meat of it. Why don't we get started then? Yeah. Uh, Cause the clock is ticking on how long Tony's <laughs> going to be. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I say let's stall a little bit longer. This could right. get fun by the end. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's certainly been a while since Tony's been blackout drunk on the podcast and has to go back and listen to it to hear what sure. he had to say. <laughs> yes, but those are the best. And I do, ha I do want to say on here, seriously, I love, um, the cocktail request for this week because I'm, you know, the same as I, and I apologize the listener's name. I, you just said it and I forgot it. Ken Douglas. For Tom? No, Tom. Oh, that requested the drink. Because I'm the same way. I, I love lemon and, you know, martinis and that kind of stuff. But usually if you get like a lemon drop, they are so super sweet. I so I drinks. haven't tried this yet, but I'm excited to. So I love that, that Tony's created this weekend ritual thing now that people are like, right? oh, what's the new thing that I'm going to drink this weekend? I know. I, I, it's brilliant and super creative. And I know I've given him kudos before about how awesome he is on the videos because he is. I don't want to say it too many more times because his ego will get even bigger than it already is. <laughs> um, but I also love now that he's kind of taken on this challenge of people want to um, not only Vegas, you know, uh, famous Vegas cocktails, but now he's taken on this challenge of, you know, what do you, what do you want? Give, send me a request and we'll make something up. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. I like it. I appreciate it. Listen, he's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. Caesar's Palace Pool is so large, it loses an estimated 10,000 gallons of water a day just to evaporation. We got that from Las Vegas behind the tables. That can't be real, right? That seems that 10, insane. 10,000 gallons? Yeah. But then it's again, hard for me to wrap my head around that. Then again, it is triple digits. Well, and... <sighs> So I'm trying to I'm trying to put it into perspective. 
um, our house in, I don't know how big the pool is we have here, but when we lived in Memphis, our house was 32,000 gallons. So basically it would completely drain that pool every three days. That's nuts. <laughs> That's, I mean, and Tony, you, you saw that, that pool. So, I mean, to me, that Absolutely. just seems insane. But then I stop and think about our pool. So our pool had, when we first moved in, we had an automatic filler. So it would just keep the, the water running all the time. We upgraded to a water softener with a... It needs fixed. Yeah, and, and so it's <laughs> been shut off. So we've had to manually put water back in the pool um, this season. Yeah, like once a week. And it's, it's it seems like it's more often than that. It's like, once no, it's just once a week. But it drops. I mean, it'll drop a good six you, inches. You know it, yeah. Yeah, you can tell. Looking at the tile around the side, you're like, oh, no, we got to get some water in that sucker. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if that's our pool versus a Caesars pool, and you consider the surface area in a Caesars pool... yeah. It might not be that that crazy. It's wild. 10,000 gallons. Yeah. And they would know because they got to keep track on how much they're putting back into it. Putting back oh, in, right? Oh, I'm sure. So that's how they're... Right? They put too much in. Everybody jumps in at once and they completely flood the area. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean from the water authority because they track those meters very closely. Like they, Oh, I bet they do. Oh, we actually, we got a letter because um, Mark filled up the pool on a Sunday. On a Sunday. I, I just for some reason decided to do it on Sunday. And so you're basically banned from any kind of irrigation. Like you can't use like massive amounts of water on Sundays. You just, it, it can't happen. So we actually got a letter that they said, hey, this past Sunday, we noticed your water usage jumped up significantly. We just want to make sure you're not watering your lawn or doing anything else significant on the Sunday. And I'm like, Okay, Mark, don't do that anymore. <laughs> They're going to notice right. and we'll get a fine or an extra I'm visit not or something. Up my pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, listen, let's get into the twip of the week. If you could take a picture of the mind as it remembers Las Vegas, this is what it would look like. A blur of neon glow washing us all in its glory. So much distinction blurred together into a magnificent life experience, summarizable by only the word fun, which doesn't adequately cover it, but retains the secret of exactly what you did. At loss underscore when shows us art, intentional or not, of the greatest display of commerce on the planet. Nothing like Vegas. Nothing. This was a trippy picture. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> you just kind of look at it, and you're, it, it's almost like one of those Warshaks that you could sit there and stare at it for a while, and you see different things depending on like you know how long you're staring at it, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, there's that sign, and oh, wait, there's that one. <laughs> <laughs> it, you're right, because you can start to, you, you got to stare at it for a while, but you can start to make it out. For anybody that's hung out with me, during a Vegas vacation, if you know how pretty blitzed I get by the end of the night, if you wonder what my vision, what I see by the time I'm getting ready to be put to bed, that picture is essentially <laughs> what, what, what I see. Um, but listen, as always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. This is clever. Tell me about the boring expansion. (laughs) Detroit News is reporting that less than a month after Elon Musk's boring company finished digging the tunnels that will link the Las Vegas Convention Center buildings, two companies want their own tunnels. 
Genting and Wynn Resorts have filed paperwork requesting that Boring dig tunnels connecting their properties to the convention center. Boring's plan all along was to expand other properties and McCarran, but not this fast. This was supposed to be the project that would show if it was a viable option. Apparently, approval from Clark County is merely a formality as Genting is already talking about when the tunnel will be dug and how much they're going to charge people to use it. Hmm. So, so two things. Mm-hmm. Number one, why is it the Detroit News that's reporting on this first? <laughs> well, that's it's not necessarily that they're the ones that reported on it. They're the ones they're the ones whose story I like the most of okay. all the things reported. All right, because I was like, what the fuck does Detroit care? I mean, unless they're unless Derek Stevens is trying to commission a tunnel <laughs> from yeah, the convention center needs. downtown, yeah, like it right, right to Circa, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then number two, and this is a dumb question, and so I apologize because I'll, I'll get. It looks from Mark and probably aside from Tony. Who? What property does Genting own? Resorts World. Oh, okay. Well, now would be a good time to do that since they're still well, they're under construction. So it doesn't matter yeah. when you do it. Well, I still... Ugh, that gives me the willies. I, I, I know but despite the science that they have behind this that it's safe, that you don't believe them for some reason. I It, 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 it's, it is. I, I'm sure... I, I know it is. It's just for me. I'm like... It's, it's a little dumb. no. But anyway, okay. I just wasn't <laughs> do you, sure. Do you ride in subways when you go to like say New York City or DC or I, well, anywhere that I have actually it? never ridden in a subway, and it, it's not. <gasps> no shit. It's not from. Um, we've been in the L, but never the subway. Yeah, we've we've been in the L in Chicago, and I've yeah, is that above ground? It is. Ground, right? Yeah, the L stands count. for elevated. Um, no, but, I've, but his argument is it's still a subway. Yeah. It's just, no, I honestly I've never been in one, but to be fair, I've only been in the L. But it's not a subway underground is his point. Um, I've been to, I've only been to New York once and we had um, chartered buses because it was like with a group. So I, I was mm-hmm. never in a subway sure. there. And I've been to DC twice, but never, I and mean, we took the, the bus, which for me, this is gonna sound so bad. The, the, I think the buses on DC were my first public transit experience. Because I grew up in a small town. I've lived in the Midwest where I never I either had a car because everything was too far to drive or they didn't have a good bus system. So it's just not something I'm used to. Um, so no, I, I haven't, don't, haven't been a while. Listen, I know where you grew up because I'm from Michigan as well. Yes. And uh, I can honestly say I don't think that's anything to be ashamed of. As a matter of fact, I'm not too proud to admit. Actually, I am kind of proud to at least phrase it in this manner. The first time I ever rode a public bus was the deuce in las vegas nice i think that was my first public one too it just it's where we've lived and what we've done it's just never been what we needed to do and i will say the one time that we did ride on the l in chicago was very interesting because it was jam-packed because not only was it the crosstown classic where the cubs play the white Sox, sports ball reference tony um, but it was also pride weekend thank you and so it was there were lots of pitchers and catchers is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm like, I got it. It's cool. It's cool. It's- it was, it was jam packed. I mean, it was, it was kind of a crazy. You're not making it any better. <laughs> oh man, we should move on quickly. Talk to me more about the Corona Vegas update. Battleborn pins are Disney quality enamel pins of vintage Vegas icons. The ever expanding collection includes this week's featured pin, Miss Atomic Bomb. 
The Miss Atomic pageant only lasted four years, but the last produced the most famous image of the event. Winner Lee Merlin posing with a cotton mushroom cloud on the front of her bathing suit. She became known as Miss Atomic Bomb. 56 years later, hometown band The Killers would release a hit single named after her. Available in two colors, the Miss Atomic Bomb pin stands approximately two inches tall and costs $10. 360 Vegas listeners can drop that price another 20% when they use the promo code 360. Just go to bbpins.bigcartel.com or go to our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for Battleborn Pins. Okay, so the properties that are still not open will start South Strip, Mandalay Bay, Luxor, Tropicana, and Park MGM. Center Strip, still not open, is Planet Hollywood, Aria, Bally's, and Cromwell. North Strip, it's just Mirage. And downtown, it's just Main Street Station. Now opening this week is Paris and Westgate and Top Golf and Caesars and Bellagio's Poker Room and Karaoke at Ellis Island. <laughs> Uh, but Paris is going to open with Gordon Ramsay's steak, although that's only going to be available for dinner only. It's going to have JJ's, what is that, Valerian? I have no idea. You're, oh, how? It's French. You need Alistair for this. La Pizza, <laughs> La Creperie, Cafe Belly, all their bars, <laughs> Eiffel Tower Restaurant, Cafe Americano, Beer Park, X, and Monomiga B. Monomiga B is actually already open. Is it already? Yeah, they're um, they're taking. They have an exterior, right? So right. they can see people on the outside. So that's been open for a little while, but yeah, they'll. It's Paris is actually opening. Westgate is is proposing that they will be the cleanest resort because people who don't want to wear masks or practice facial distancing definitely care about how clean the place is. Well, that's changing a little bit. Well, forcibly changing. Well, it, yes. Westgate will open using its international bar for live cover bands. And then opening soon, we have June 25th, Luxor in the shops at Mandalay Bay. July 1st, Aria, Mandalay Bay in the Four Seasons. And July 25th, Oyo... Uh, 25th? Oyo, what did I say? 25th? You said 25th. Oh, yeah. July 15th, Oyo, formerly known as Hooters. That's what we've got on the docket so far. It's so funny because, like, July 1st seems like, oh, my God, they're not opening till July 1st. It's like fucking next week. Like, it's a week after next. It's not that far. Nope. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised I have a little asterisk next to this OYO opening up. Now, just to be clear, they weren't OYO. Let me rephrase. Let me get straight to the point. Was OYO open pre-COVID shutdown? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. For, okay, I guess for a couple I months. guess they'd I'd already been branded and changed over. Yeah, it, it wasn't for very long. It wasn't like uh, the Hard Rock, you know, that was already closed and under construction to be Virgin. So the no, oil okay. was already. I mean, granted, oil really just slapped a name on the building versus doing renovations really <laughs> to it. But swapped out their chips and cards yeah. and dice and called their signage over and barely missed a beat. Which is interesting. I wonder why they waited so long. If they're, uh, of course, given their location, they probably want to wait until there's like a uh, critical mass of things open and available because. Especially down by there. Right. Ah, yeah, for I mean, sure. There's, there's nothing for them right now. And they've always kind of been the spillover cheap place to stay. Right. Yeah. And especially if there's so much closed South Strip still, it makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Next up, talk to me about Wynn's new buffet. 
So Wynn reopened its buffet this week with a reimagined concept for the culinary dining option. It's called, just like a regular restaurant, (laughs) 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 diners will now order from a menu and be served their food with the option to reorder as many times as they would like within a two-hour period, which I thought was clever. I don't have a problem with this. I saw somebody get real shitty about it online. They said, it's like glorified tapas or something like that. I'm like, this is, this well, is yeah. not like tapas. Well, it, it could be. So that, that, that was going to be one of my questions is, are they serving you buffet style portions where, okay, yes. so when I go through a buffet, very I grab, portions. no, I grab a little bit of a lot of different things. I don't know. I, I don't know if you'd have to so coach them to. That's that what works. I'm wondering is, do, are you getting like when you go to a regular restaurant and you order something and you get this massive portion, are, is that what you're getting when you order? Or do you get smaller, like even Wicked Spoon, right? Yeah. So Wicked Spoon would have all those individual little things that are smaller portions. So are you getting that so you can actually afford to get more? Or is this just going to turn into a real life gluttony of I'm going to eat as much shit as I can in two I, hours? I don't know. Scott and I wanted to go check it out, but underestimated its popularity. <laughs> it was booked. Oh, wow. Solid. Really? Tell yeah. me more about that. Well, we were just, we were going to go on Thursday when it came out and I, it just occurred to me, I'm like, I wonder if we need reservations for that. And I went to open table to do it and they had absolutely none available for the opening day and they were running out for the following day. Right. That's wild. Right. Huh. My problem with this format is I don't want anybody to know what a fatty I am and how much I can put away. <laughs> so I'll be like, yes, I want more of the prime rib, please. And can you cut it thicker? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's actually kind of funny. And I love the way that you said this is it's a new concept, which is like a restaurant. Yeah. And it is. It, I mean, I, we've very rarely do you get an all you can eat concept. I mean, every so often... I'm thinking, and these are awful examples, but like Red Robin has like bottomless French fries. So right. you can, all the fries you can eat. There's not many restaurants though that are just all you can eat food. So it really is like a restaurant just with an all you can eat tag. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I've never been one to give a shit about um, when, but I'm super interested in, in what they're doing because for one, it's win. And I think if somebody's going to do it, it's going to be the model that people are going to kind of steal from if if this is the model that people go with. So I would like to go kind of kind of go to like their brunch or something. Like that. I I would love to give it a try. I think um, again to me the challenge with the with it, especially from a food cost standpoint, is they're going to have to be delivering out smaller portions of stuff. Otherwise, the amount of food waste that they're going to have is going to be ridiculous. I mean, I suppose it would be easier if you had smaller portions and you just said, give me two portions of this or give me, you know, something like that. Right. Hmm. My, my, again, <laughs> I can't believe I, it's surprising I'm not 800 pounds. <laughs> it's, it's surprising how, how nervous he is about this. Like, I know. Um, guys, uh, let's not go to this. This, this from the guy that was on like a juice diet for a oh, month no, no, before no. his Here's birthday and lost well, all stuff. Listen, there's a good reason why I constantly have to go on a juice diet, guys. It's because <laughs> my problem with it is, see, eating at a buffet is all about timing. You can't really sit and eat your food. You've got to cram as much of it is because (laughs) there's a clock in your stomach between how much food you can shove down your gut before your brain realizes and registers that you're full. So when I'm I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for my next round of food to come through, I'm going to be like, well, damn. I'm full. I can feel it now. Oh, Whereas wow, when I, it's I just me that. and like, how fast can I beat it to up to the next, you know, 
like section of food, I can just shovel it on there. I, I just, I don't, not a fan. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Fat Tony, not a fan. <laughs> All right. Talk to me about the new LGBT options that are coming out. There's a new LGBT bar that, well, I guess it has already opened in the arts district. It's called The Garden, and it is located at 1... I was going to say 1017. You can say that. You can say that. I, I can? Yeah. All yeah. Right. <laughs> this is awesome. 1017 First Street. Yay. <laughs> Uh, they offer craft, uh, craft, co- craft, craft, craft cocktails <laughs> and small bites. Currently, they are open Thursday through Sunday, 6 to 1 a.m., 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. Due to the COVID limited capacity restrictions, there is a $40 minimum per person. That sounds harsh, but clever as shit. Yeah, no, I, I when I first heard it, I was like, what are you gonna? But if you think about it, that might be two drinks and yeah. a, a small plate. I, I and if I people are coming agree. in, it's like okay, if I'm gonna give you the space, right? Because I'm at limited capacity, I need to know that you're gonna spend at least enough for the time that you're here. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And by the way, do you know where this where this place is or what this place is? It's a bar. But it what it used to be. No, I don't know what it used to be. So it used to be Mingo's Kitchen. Which is where our dear friend, Las Vegas gal, got married. Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No way. And I don't know if it's the same owner. I was trying to figure that out. But, um, yeah, it's that. It's where they had their wedding. Get the shit out of I know. Here. With that really cool outdoor patio. Yeah. I know. Well, it's sad that Mingo's closed. It but is. But I, I, I was reading the article, and it said, oh, it's the home of the former Mingo's kitchen. I'm like, oh, that's where she got married. Or they uh-huh. got married. Yeah. But that's where it is. Nice. And then circa early. The Reno Gazette Journal is reporting that... Shit, there's a ton of papers reporting this, but the the one I read... (laughs) (laughs) See, now I know you put it in there to cite the sources, but now I'm like, why is it this place? (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean... Also, Derek Stevens is reporting because right, exactly. he's actually said it. Which he did. That's how it all broke. But we're reporting that Circa will open October 28th. The accelerated timeline is only for the casino, the parking garage, several of the restaurants, and the pool. Essentially the first five floors of the place. Now, progress on the hotel was delayed due to, quote, restrictions on the number of people allowed in man lifts limited the number of workers allowed to work allowed on upper floors of the hotel. Why wouldn't they just do a bunch of trips? It's probably who they were and what they were doing. Because when you're building something, it has to happen like in a chronological sequence. So even though you couldn't have... Like, if folks hadn't come in and done the wiring yet, you couldn't do the plumbing or vice versa or whatever it is. But, I mean, there, there has to be a process. So if you can only have X number of people in there working on this, it slows everything down. Oh, I follow do you what think, you're saying. That's my guess. Do you think COVID had anything to do with it? Oh, it did, yeah. Well, yeah, because they were restricting the number of people that could be on the lift. Yeah, normally they could jam oh. those lifts with oh. as many people as, as, you know, as safely you can do it. But I'm sure they well, did now this, with this, the same thing that we're seeing on, when you go into a casino now and in each corner yeah. of the elevator, that's, it, like they actually tell you. So that's the thing that people aren't talking about uh, in, in Vegas that I haven't heard anybody talk about. So when you get in elevators now, right. they have little... Uh, Number one, there's a placard on the elevator outside that says um, no more than four people at a, t- at a time. Mm-hmm. And then when you go in the elevator in each corner, there's a big old round sticker that says, you know, stand here, stand here, stand here. So 
it takes a lot longer to get onto elevators now yeah, because much longer there. And it's funny. Sometimes you see it might be a group of, you know, two people that will go in and stand on one circle in one corner. Right, right. And so then you might get a few more than four yeah. because people aren't paying attention to it. But yeah, that's so it's I'm guessing it was kind of the same thing with the construction workers is they're limiting the number of people that can be on. Right. And with construction workers, they kind of have to follow them because if it's not, it's a union issue. And then there's all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Versus, you know, guests in a hotel. So because of all of that, Derek Stevens worked with McCarthy Construction to focus efforts on the first five floors and push up the early opening. Saginaw Deli, Victory Burger and Wings, Project Barbecue, and Barry's Downtown Prime are the dining options planned at opening. Additionally, Circuit will have a two-story casino featuring what is being described as the world's largest sports book with a seating capacity of 1,000. That's insane. It also has a 78 million pixel high-definition screen viewable throughout the two stories. Yeah. That I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. Yes. Because that, that could be cool. And it, I mean, I think what's important to note is Derek always said that the property would be open by the end of 2020. It still will. Yeah, the the hotel still will. Right. But the fact that he's able to speed up construction on everything else and open it two months earlier. Yeah. Um, the weekend before Halloween, or the weekend of Halloween, by yeah. the way, which I think will add to the craziness. And, you know, it's the weekend before my birthday, so I, I think he's doing it as a, as a, you know, here you go, Karen, happy birthday. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the conclusion I make as well. I see. Right. And then finally, masks are starting to be required. In an unpopular but probably necessary news, the RJ is reporting that the NGC is now requiring casinos to require people to wear face coverings. This applies to all playing at a table game that does not have a plastic barrier installed, but it also applies to everyone watching a table game or are six feet from one. Prepare for varying degrees of harassment on this. Now, the rule was put into place after the state saw a spike in reported cases and to help protect dealers from patrons. From Patreon. I always do it. Always Patreons every time now. The word patrons has been ruined for me. Uh, (laughs) uh, For those those self-policing efforts left a lot to be desired. Uh, The NGC said that it would reconsider the requirement if COVID cases went down again. I'm going to let Tony go first on this one because I have my thoughts. I, I support it. I, I've said it many, many a time. I wouldn't wear one if I were sitting at a slot machine or a video poker terminal, but I would do, I would wear one for the sake of peace of mind for the dealer. If I were playing craps or blackjack or any other table game. (laughs) Yeah. And, and this came down fast because it was literally like they announced it right before their right after the office closed like the official announcement came out and it was effective at midnight that night well and people instantly started because you instantly started to hear people giving shit back which uh, I, I I mean I agree with Tony like the number quite honestly the number of people that are not wearing masks in public places is a little disturbing to me I don't I don't wear it well okay which I, I, I will agree with you two in in a different light that it is important for the NGC to do this because you know me in rules. Right. <laughs> it's if it's a rule, a rule you'll do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> so they did exactly what 
people like me needed yeah. um, to tell them, like, no, no. We said you could come in, but you have to wear a mask to do it. Like, fine. Right. <laughs> and and I, I'll, I will say this, because I had to, um, I had a couple of, I had an appointment today that I was in for about two and a half hours, and I had to wear the mask the entire time. Yeah fucking hated it yeah like it was driving me crazy like when, when, so actually, much so that when when people weren't around i was like s- at least slipping it under my nose um oh, I because always, i couldn't I pull mine out oh but it's that defeats the purpose what well but it's no it, because you're not getting rid of it you're just going just pulling it a little bit away oh away from your face yeah. okay well it, it, i didn't want to sit there and hold it so I would like slip it under my nose when nobody was around. But as soon as somebody came in, I slipped it up. <laughs> but yeah, for so to have to wear one for two and a half hours sucked. Yeah. And so I think about how long I have sat at blackjack tables, a craps table, wearing it that long, and have to have it on that long. That's going to be a tough adjustment. I mean, I, I just and I I, gr- I think people should be wearing them if right. there isn't the the plastic shields. I get it, um, but it is such a different. We're just not used to it. And as somebody that wears glasses, it's even worse because your glasses fog up still, all the time. I still argue. People are on vacation and they don't care to think about these things at no, that they time. Don't. And that's another reason why they're being... They absolutely don't. Um, but I do think... It, I'm glad that the NGC had basically had the balls to come out and do this because God knows our governor doesn't. However, on a side note, California just announced today that they're going to require masks in certain public spaces. And if Which California is doing I it argued, but then like when they like the places they mentioned, I can't remember what they are, but you were all like, Oh well, yeah, of course you should. Right. And the, the thing is if California is doing it, Nevada is going to be doing it next. So it's going to become so. a requirement. I think, uh, I, we're not that California adjacent. Yeah, we're, we're pretty close, but the flip side of all this is, or the other side of it is, yes, the number of cases have, have gone up this past week or the last two weeks. But, yeah, so the testing is, exactly. So the number of tests that they've done versus the number of positive um, responses they've gotten. But the flip side of it is, you want to know what the number of deaths have done? Has it gone down? Oh, yes. We actually had four days, I think four days this week, at least three, with zero confirmed deaths. So, yes, more cases, which, again, I go back to, we knew this was going to be the case. We didn't do the shutdown to eradicate the spread of the virus. We did the shutdown to slow the spread so the hospitals wouldn't be overwhelmed. At least in Nevada, our hospitals are just still not overwhelmed. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, they're not even at 80% capacity. Last I heard, they're well below. They're well below. And so, again, I fully support requiring masks in public places where you have close proximity to people and there's no other form of barrier in place. Totally support that. Just, like, don't... People keep talking about, is there going to be another, like, shutdown? No. There can't be. There's not going to be another shutdown because businesses won't let it happen. No. I mean, you want to talk about a full-scale revolt? Yeah. Yeah. But I am happy, though, that Nevada is going... Excuse me, Nevada. Nevada? I always forget which one's the right one. I've always been told you're supposed to say Nevada. You're not supposed to pronounce it the the proper Spanish way. You're supposed to pronounce the A. Okay, so Nevada. I'm happy that Nevada is going slower in the reopening than some other states. I mean, it sucks. I would love to have everything back to whatever normal is that we can get to, but I'm glad that we're taking our time. What's not open yet out there? We, we just told you all the casinos that aren't open. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought Karen meant, like, say, 
hair salons or bowling alleys or gyms or something like well, that. Well, no. So, so the gyms have started to open. Um, there are, there's just certain things that you can't do. The restriction on capacity in restaurants and bars and that kind of stuff, although it doesn't seem like most of them are following it anyway. Or the casinos. Um, or the casinos. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's something the other day. Oh, doctor's offices. They have to restrict the number of patients that they can bring in because they've got to space them out. My well, like I was supposed to have a dentist appointment that just for regular cleaning that got pushed back because they have to space out um, the number of people that come in. So there's just there's still certain things that aren't you know open open like they would sure. be before. So we're still I, we're still only in phase two. So whatever phase three is, we're not there yet. To the best of my knowledge, the only thing that's not open yet in well, so the only thing that's not open yet in Michigan are. Um, are gyms, and I saw just before 5 p.m. local time, a uh, a federal district court judge overruled our governor's executive order on preventing gyms from being open. With the philosophy <laughs> being of, listen, if you're going to allow people to go into salons and barber shops and right. other places, uh, you know why not let these folks into a gym? So, trust me, my fat ass is looking forward to uh, getting back to the gym. But I just wondered what was going on out there. <laughs> I get to live vicariously through you guys of what's happening in my favorite state. All right, let's move into prop bets. For you know, those you of could, you unfamiliar, you could just you could just live out here in your favorite state. I if know. You want. I I'm could. just saying. Actually, holy shit! You know what's funny? Uh, a friend of mine sent me a job posting. William Hill is hiring for a uh, essentially a lobbyist. Nice. And they're looking for someone that's got wow. legal experience in the regulatory realm. You know, Tony. essentially, so who can who can lobby on their behalf to understand what the regulatory scheme work is as it relates to not just how it gets um, put into law from the legislative side, but then how it actually is used on a day to day basis from, say, i.e., your Nevada gaming board type of aspect. Mm. So the only thing they're, about they're, that is, if you're a lobbyist in the state of Nevada, do you have to reside in Carson City? Because that would sort of defeat the purpose. <laughs> right? Um, you know, it, <laughs> it, interesting that you would ask that and we're going way off topic and so I'll leave this to, you know, uh, Mark's editing It's staying skills, in. Just keep going. Is that most of the stuff that goes on in Nevada does seem to take place down in Vegas. So even though Carson City happens to be the capital, your 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 state government seems to be set up that Maybe the legislature meets there, but most of the stuff that goes on goes down goes on down right in downtown Vegas. So oh, um, awesome. there would be a possible, but yeah, I mean that would be silly. I, I don't know that I would necessarily take a job to work in Carson City. No, I, I, I would discourage you from doing so. Um, as much okay, as so, as much as I want you closer, I know. If, I if you can't it. if you can't be here, then it's I might I might accept that. <laughs> It would probably be a shorter flight than it would be a drive. That's true. That's true. That's a fair point. Moonshot.com is the place where you can get your favorite vintage Vegas shirts. Incredibly comfortable to wear. Available in male and female cuts. Multiple colors and sizes. Reasonably priced and cool as hell. Options include this week's featured property, the fabulous Flamingo. The third hotel casino to open on Highway 91 is now the oldest hotel casino on the Las Vegas Strip. Flamingo's current incarnation looks absolutely nothing like the original. In fact, it said the final piece of the original structure was torn down in December of 1993. 
to make way for the hotel's garden. While not the luxury resort originally envisioned, the Flamingo has continued to evolve to keep up with what the market needs, even if that means becoming the premier low-end property. This and dozens of other Vintage Vegas shirts start at $27. Use the promo code 360Vegas, no spaces, and save 15% off your order. Just go to moonshot.com, that's M-0-0-N-S-H-O-T.com, or you can go to our blog, 360VegasPodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for moonshot.com. For those of you unfamiliar, PropBets is an extension of the news with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items, and first up, Plaza is now promoting that they have free parking. No word if this is a permanent move or temporary, but speaking of Plaza, Oscar's Steakhouse also reopened this week. It's being reported that Bellagio... Bellagio? Oh, yeah. I've been there. Especially after a couple of cocktails. (laughs) It's being reported that Bellagio was so busy this weekend that they had to turn people away because their parking garage was full. You know, we were down... We went down to the Strip on Saturday and parked at Caesars. Yeah. And it was was pretty damn full. Yeah. So uh, I'm not surprised by this. Oh, yeah. Me neither. Me neither. Eater Vegas is reporting Malaysian nightclub Zook will be the on-property nightclub option at Resorts World. Additionally, a restaurant named Fuhu and a bar named Red Tail. Red Tail? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why oh I went southern God. with Red Tail. But uh, there Yikes. it is. <laughs> not, not, not good good uh, good accent to use these days. It's not a very popular Sorry, one. Resorts World. <laughs> How are they coming along? Is do do you really? Do you, I know I ask this every week, but do you really think they're on on schedule? I do. They're putting the the. I don't think that you would start putting up uh, the letters if if you weren't going to happen. All right. But listen, I am I'm I'm excited, and I hope it's that's the case. Installation of neon has begun at the downtown Grand's newest expansion tower. Speaking of downtown Grand. Vital Vegas showed signage at the property stating table games are only available from 11 a.m. to 3 a.m. daily. Additionally, the Delirious Comedy Club is expected to open on July 2nd. What do you guys think of that? Limited table hours. Uh, I'll jump in, Karen, just to say that I don't know how many folks are really playing table games from, say, 4 o'clock to 10 Mm a.m. So mm -hmm. at first, when I read this initially... I had read it as 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And I thought, oh, geez, downtown Grand, that's not both. <laughs> but if they're open for, what is that, 12, 13, 14, about 16 hours out of a 24-hour day? Yeah, yeah I guess. I, my guess is that probably is, a, is appropriate for downtown Grand and, and what the demand is even pre-COVID. Yeah, and I, I agree. I mean, I think that the number of people that power through past 3 a.m. is probably slim now you might have some early morning risers that won't be happy that they can't get to a table game but they still have slots that are available so it's not like they don't have options i agree with you both i thought this was really clever i thought it was a clever way to manage your workforce and say and cleaning yeah yeah, (laughs) you know so you can go in and do a deep sanitize kind of thing but yeah Yeah, i like this vital vegas is reporting that spiegel world is targeting early july for absence return i don't know why i can't say that absinthe Opian and Atomic Saloon are targeting to open mid to late July. 
The RJ reports that the Fremont Street experience will hold off returning to live entertainment at its outdoor stages, attempting to adhere to the state's phase two protocol for mass gatherings. I can't believe they were getting ready to move forward with that. Well, that's, I mean, like, we, they, we saw the pictures of, like, on Fremont Street, they had the squares, like, set up, or the circles set up in, like, a grid. Of, like, I this is where you're supposed I to socially distance. I believe that it was going to work. Like, I, it's not. Like, when they initially set it up, I was like, oh, that's cute. That'll never work. Right. <laughs> have you, Mark, no doubt you have. Have you guys been down to Fremont Street yet? Are the buskers back? Yes, they are. Uh, well, I know we saw it. I haven't been back since all the casinos opened. I haven't been down to they, Fremont. They Mark have has. because I've been harassed by, I was harassed by one the other day. <laughs> well, but I, I remember before Fremont opened, you and I went down and and walked because um, we parked at, what, downtown Grand? And then walked down to Container Park and Carson's Kitchen or whatever. And they still had buskers in the non-closed-off portion of Fremont, so, like, outside the canopy. So they were still there, Um, you know, so I I would not be surprised that as soon as that canopy opened, they were all back in full force. Yeah, I remember because... So, uh, Tony, here's one of the the new challenges I'm having is everybody knows my entire... uh, Well, I think everybody knows, but my entire (laughs) The only thing he wears are classic Vegas T-shirts. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, it's gotten to the point where what some buskers will do or anybody who's um they'll comment on yeah they'll comment whatever on shirt oh wow barbary coast man that one's that was a long time ago that's a classic and in my head i'm going actually it's not you can get it at moonshot.com and then it's like <laughs> well i'm glad that you stopped because i'd like to talk to you about this time right. share. like god yeah. damn it <laughs> oh that sucks i saw by the way speaking of downtown i noticed that you had posted a picture of a t-shirt that said i'm not gay but 20 bucks is 20 bucks yeah and i'll tell you what i have told so many of my co-workers about that specific t-shirt <laughs> in the past that they've all said to me the next time you go to to vegas let me know i want you to pick me up a you know a, a t-shirt in size medium Are or I'll you get, you know, I want an extra large and i thought to myself i can't imagine what it's going to look like when i walk up and i'm like i need 40 I'd like to of buy these. 328 dollars <laughs> worth of t-shirts <laughs> They're going to be like, dude, you just made our month. <laughs> but it's it, but without even seeing the T-shirt, just people have loved that line and have thought it's just so damn funny that I've got a list of folks who've said, you know, let me know and I'll give you cash so you can pick me up a T-shirt. So anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm elated that Fremont Street is starting I w- to I want to be with you when you do that because I want you to order seven of those shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Magician Hans Klock has pulled his show from the lineup at Excalibur, sitting, excuse me, citing an inability to successfully operate playing to limited capacity audiences. Klock stated an interest in remaining in Vegas and returning to performing at some point in the future when it makes more business sense. I have a feeling this is going to become common. It, it, well, so number one, I'm sorry, who? Hans Klock. Right. The magician who? Guy. He did <laughs> Pamela Anderson. Yeah, he, he did. He Pam- did Pamela Anderson. He did. Well, Pamela that's Anderson, a long list. <laughs> Pamela Anderson. <laughs> oh, shit, I mean, when he initially came to Vegas, she was his assistant, magician's assistant. Yikes. Okay, so that was my first thing was who. Um, but then I agree with you. I I can completely see if you look at some of these performers, shows, whatever you're gonna go see, go see. A lot of the production quality and value of them is is so high that if you can't 
Um, well, and they these guys are the ones that have to pay for that house. Right. So, so often if you can't get enough people in there right. to justify the cost, I mean, somebody like Mariah Carey, I mean, hell, she can come back and play tomorrow because she was already selling and playing half-empty theaters anyway. So that's not a problem for her. But for some of these other smaller acts, it's a very different story. Uh, one one observation to what you're saying there, Karen, is I, I think you're right. My guess, and, and this would be interesting because I really don't know how any of this works, but does Hans Clock pay a certain percentage of his of his ticket sales too i mean does he have a does he have a minimum that he's supposed to expected to bring in to cover the cost of being in that theater i mean i'm wondering if there's just a a perhaps he's saying listen i can't afford to stay doing these shows because i'm required to, to to pay a certain amount of my ticket sales you know and anything over that dollar amount then goes into my pocket i haven't seen a contract so i don't know exactly how they're structured my understanding is they are required to pay for the lighting this the um rigging crew they're responsible to make sure that there's x amount of um uh, you you are right they have to pay for all those things all the cost of of the production of the show and on top of that they have they have to and then, and then the theater also gets a percentage of the ticket sales on top right, of it. Yeah. So if you're the performer, you know, hey, I need X number of just people to just to break even. Mm-hmm. Got it. And sure. if the venue is too small and the capacity is cut Especially by half. Especially a magician. Think about that because you've got all sorts of, who knows how many people actually work for that magician right. because of all the, the, the illusions. So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. That makes sense. If that rabbit hidden in that guy's hat is union, union. oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> We're going to have words. <laughs> uh, the Burlesque Hall of Fame Museum is reopening on June 23rd. The entrance will be held... The entrance. Entrance. Never mind. There's no the there. Entrance will be held to six <laughs> guests per hour and no more than ten at any time. That see that seems like one of those instances. I'm like, why why are you even opening if that's? I agree. Uh, no more than ten people in the museum at any given time. Yeah, that seems. Yikes! That that doesn't I mean, t- seem like you could afford to pay the people that t- are working there. Oh no! I was going to say tickets are now five hundred dollars a piece. Right? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Exactly. Ellis Island will reopen its front yard restaurant June 25th with live music. Currently, Ellis Island Casino and the Village Pub restaurants are now open. You guys would know this. Was am I cor- uh, incorrect in thinking that the uh, front yard? Let me start this over again. I didn't know that the front yard was open pre-COVID, but you said they're reopening. Yeah, they, it was they, open. It was open, but not for very long. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I didn't think they were even open yet. Yeah, they had just <laughs> opened. There and uh, you know what's funny is there were a lot of things that had just recently opened. So if you think about it, in Vegas, your first. Um, major months. So if you're going to open, you want to be open for St. Patrick's Day and March Madness, right? Which happened to be, you know, St. Patrick's Day was the day we shut down. So you actually had a lot of businesses that opened in like February getting prepped for thinking, all right, now I've I've got a month to, you know, get my routines down and get it running as a well-oiled machine before the busy season starts. Because then it's, you know, again, March Madness, spring break, like it just starts you know, people start coming. So there actually were a lot of things that opened right before that then had to shut down immediately for like three months, which is kind of crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and speaking of things that had to shut down and sadly aren't coming back, Mecca Walgreens suffered another blow this week when Sin City Brewing announced they would not be returning to operations post-COVID shutdown, and that means none of their four locations. Last week, we had reported that Twin Peaks is also not going to reopen post-COVID, which begs the question... How much does it cost to have a space at Mecca Walgreens? <laughs> so, so two things. First, I was really surprised when I heard that they were not reopening at all. I agree. I mean, None of their locations. Right, they've got four locations yeah. in town. So it's not like if you think about, you know, Banger Brewery, which is obviously one of our favorites, yeah. but it only has one location and they're back up and running. Right. Um, we went to um, the brewery district which was one of those, you know, craft breweries that opened right before the shutdown and they're back up and open and running again. So to hear that Sin City Brewing, which has such, I mean, their locations are visible, they're high traffic areas. The fact that they're not reopening really surprised me. I agree. Um, To the point, though, about how much does it cost in Mecca Walgreens? I don't know exactly, but I do know from my prior uh, job, career that I used to do, you know, of a location inside Mecca Walgreens. And I know (laughs) that the cost for the space and part of the reason why this location has the shitty space that it does was because it was so ungodly expensive. Hmm. We, they couldn't get a premier spot. Right. Because it was just so ridiculously much. Now, granted, they were an earlier tenant versus like where the Taco Bell Cantina has opened now. Mm -hmm. So that might have changed a little bit, but at least initially, it was fucking ridiculous. Right. But if you look at the location and the supposed foot traffic you should have, you know, those would be good spots to have. It'll be interesting to see what fills them and how soon. Agreed. The NFL officially announced that Las Vegas will host the 2021 Pro Bowl. The event has been looking for a new home since attempting to relocate it from Hawaii to something stateside and more commercial, commercially sellable. The last four years, it called Orlando home. Good for them. Uh, that's, this is a, a big win, and it makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's being reported by News3LV that the MSG Spear at Venetian is now indefinitely on hold. This is the second major construction project on property to stall out. The first was the St. Regis Tower that has literally been under a wrap since 2008. (laughs) (laughs) That's surprising because I keep seeing other folks, um, either it's Melts Vegas or Vital Vegas, have been posting pictures of the construction. So it surprises me. <laughs> For crying For the out record, I would, I would just like to point out that I was the first one that started going. Let, let me hey, edit my statement. Here. Let me edit my statement. <laughs> I've been noticing a lot of people posting pictures about <laughs> the progress of the construction, so I'm really surprised that it's halted. Yeah. Although we didn't really think we needed another venue like that here anyway, so that right. could be part of the reason too. And finally, this week. The Mayfair Supper Club at Bellagio closed after an employee tested positive for COVID. It's unclear when the uh, restaurant will reopen. I didn't realize that was a really ominous way to to close out. (laughs) 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 It's like, oh, hey, remember how we were back? Nope, we're gone again. (laughs) That's, yeah, that's kind of scary and disappointing. Yeah. It, It just makes you wonder 
it, it's something you have to watch for, I think, with restaurants and other venues and stuff as people test. But I thought I, I saw today that there were a couple of casino employees that had tested positive, but they're not closing the casinos. They're just, you know, pulling them off the shifts and testing everybody that came in contact with them. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I guess that's going to do it for news and prop bets. And I guess that's going to do it for episode 334. <laughs> Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. Get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas and get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on. That's at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send us some feedback, written or audio, hey, we haven't gotten any uh, feedback in a while. Are you just sitting on it, or, or are we legitimately do I need to do I need to browbeat our listeners into giving us some um, no? We still, emails. we still get tons of feedback, but not feedback that I feel is show appropriate. Like it isn't anything like, hey, I got a question for this. Like, oh shit, that'd be good for the show. Well, uh, hey, it's usually listener. stuff that I'm just answering. Yeah, give send us an email or or something audio. You can do that on the uh, blog. Or which we've taken out. Um, wow, that hasn't been there in forever. No, long time. <laughs> Golly, talk about just a monkey. Once you've trained me to say these words or a parrot, I don't know what, you know, I don't know what I'm reading anymore. I really am. How many times do I have to say I'm Ron Swanson? And if once <laughs> <Mark changes laughs> something, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was gone. <laughs> if you'd like to send us some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360 Vegas Tony. Karen. I'm at 360 Vegas Karen. He just told you where you can find me, so until next time. <laughs>